Denver Broncos wide receiver K.J. Handler has been ruled out of Sunday's matchup against the Houston Texans with an injury, but the Broncos are taking a very cautious approach with Handler. Does that have anything to do with maintenance, or was there a setback for Handler? Plus, who else is out? Not to mention, we take a look at the wide receiver position. Who can step up with K.J. Handler being ruled out this week? You get that much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day, free and available everywhere. You get your podcast in audio format or whether you watch us on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that subscribe or that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news content coverage every single day, all year long from the South Stands to the End Zone. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos beat reporter from Mile High Sports, joined alongside as always by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange, Com. Sarah, my friend, the Broncos are just about 24 hours away from kickoff against the Houston Texans, and we have some clarity on the injury side of things heading into Sunday's matchup where the Broncos are hoping to get their first win of the season. It's their home opener in front of 76,000 roaring fans at Empower Field at Mile High, but they will be doing so without two key starters on the offensive side of the ball. That's right. The Broncos are going to be without starting right guard Quinn Miners, which going into this week of practice, Cody, we kind of expected that after the hamstring injury that he suffered there in week one against the Seattle Seahawks. Kind of expected Quinn Miners to miss the game. So looks like it's going to be Graham Glasgow out there alongside Cam Fleming at the right tackle spot, which, hey, I, that's how the Broncos finish the game and having a week to go through everything with the ones. I think that's going to be hugely beneficial to Graham Glasgow as well. So we'll see how they do. The running game was looking really good with Quinn Miners out there early on against Seattle. Let's see if Graham Glasgow can pick up and, and you know, kind of where he left off with the starting unit, but also Cody a little bit unexpected while Quinn Miners was kind of expected KJ Hamler's absence this week was a bit unexpected for everybody. There wasn't like a moment in, you know, the game against Seattle that I can recall at least where I was like, Oh man, KJ looks like he came up limping there or something. So the Broncos held him out of practice all week. Now he's not going to play against the Houston Texans here. So very interesting development over the last week regarding wide receiver KJ Hamler. Well, you know, we talked with Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett yesterday. He addressed us after practice, gave us the whole injury rundown and the report there. And with KJ Hamler, it's not like he suffered a setback or had another injury. It's for him. He played, I think it was 34 to potentially 36 snaps against the Seattle Seahawks. And for him, I think it's just general knee soreness. And Coach Hackett mentioned after practice that they just want to be very cautious with how they bring him back because I think people need to remember here KJ Hamler suffered a complete ACL tear had to get it completely reconstructed also having the hip surgery as well for him Sarah he hasn't even approached the year mark since that happened he's still under that year mark from when the injury actually happened so I think the progress he has made so far is tremendous we saw him play in the preseason game against Minnesota Vikings and he only played not as many snaps as he did against the Seattle Seahawks but I think that just maintenance was the term there and they just want to be smart because and, and I'm okay with it I agree for a guy like KJ Hamler and Sarah somebody who's torn their ACL I've known that when I've gone out and I've ran around and, and have done running routes have covered guys you know doing one-on-ones after I had my ACL and after I was recovered about a year out and I tried to make my return 
after I'd run, my knee would just like get really, really sore. And I think it's just something that's going to take some time. And it appears that the Broncos are going to be very, very patient and cautious with this approach, which, Sarah, I think that's what they should do. Because the last thing you want to do, you don't want KJ to have to go out there when his knee is still kind of sore and he's going through things, having to battle through that a little bit more. And then he re-injures it doing something, right? Because I think if you have a lot of stress in one area and you keep adding stress to it, you have at some point, it's like a rubber band theory. You stretch it long enough and you pull it, eventually it's going to snap. And I, I don't think that the Broncos want to put KJ in that situation. So he's going to be out this week. And, you know, kind of going to your point on the offensive line with Quinn Miners, as you mentioned, we expected him not to play this week. We were told the initial timeline could be up to four weeks, but the fact that he did not get placed on injured reserve, I think is a good sign for Miners. But there's some other call-ups now. So now Natani Muti will be elevated from the practice squad to the active game day roster on Sunday against the Houston Texans. And just more O-line depth, more guys to have there. You know, Graham Glasgow... Not even himself. He's not even at the year point when he suffered that broken leg against the Dallas Cowboys. So you want to have depth options there, and you want to have guys that you feel like can be confident and step up. I don't know necessarily how they personally feel about Luke Wattenberg, and maybe like if something were to happen to Graham Glasgow or Dalton Ryan, or they just throw one him in at that situation as a rookie. I don't know how they feel about him, but I think that they really want to go with the safety options. They have Graham Glasgow and Atani Muti, guys who have prior starting experience. And I feel like, Sarah, everyone's forgotten that Graham Glasgow, this is nothing new to him. He's been in this position as a starter at right guard for years so now he just has a little bit more reps under his belt this week in practice yeah exactly not only does he have experience but he's a big money free agent right I mean he's a guy that the Broncos brought in with high expectations of really filling that spot for the long term so certainly he's somebody that you expect to be able to go in and have a successful game against the Houston Texans and not even just a successful game I mean you expect everything to kind of just fire on all cylinders right I mean that's that's who they they're paying Graham Glasgow to be that's who we all expect him to be so hopefully he can go out there Cody and have a great game because that would help just with Quinn Miners coming back from hamstring give the Broncos some confidence to be able to say we can keep him out as long as we need to and we know hey Graham can come in and step in and do a great job still no matter what we're asking him to do or how short of notice we give him so and I think you're right about KJ Hamler as well you know you just got to be careful with these kind of things you can't really if a guy's complaining at all, if he said he's got soreness or anything like that, it's kind of just like, all right, let's pull back the reins a little bit. We got 16 games left this season, and the Broncos do have a lot of guys. I know, Cody, I've been talking about this for months at this point. They have a lot of guys that they really like at the receiver position. It doesn't really matter what I think in terms of, hey, adding guys from the outside, going after some free agents, maybe picking up some players like, you know, like a Will Fuller who's still sitting out there in free agency. The Broncos seem to kind of prefer, well, let's get our younger guys opportunities and see what they can do. I know we're going to talk about that more here coming up, but they obviously feel very confident in that strategy, being able to just say for KJ Hamler, we're going to take things a little bit slowly. We're going to take a step back here. We're not going to let that rubber band snap, so to speak, you know, with the reference that you made, but we're going to play things safe and we're going to make sure that he's good to go as the season progresses. Well, the Broncos using the 30,000 foot approach when it comes to KJ Hamler. I agree with it. I think it's a smart move there. And I I want to see KJ Hamler, especially in December, right? So I think that you just gradually build him back up. I think that the Broncos, the medical staff, they'll work side by side to figure out what's best for KJ and we'll see if there's any progress. We'll see if he can maybe play week three. If not, we'll find out a little bit more this week from Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment with KJ Hamler being ruled out Sunday against the Houston 
Texans, which wide receivers could be expected to step up and who could we see maybe get involved in the game plan outside of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. We get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.net, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchup, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week two games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts and our good friends over there at Brightco. Now, I saw a proposal video, and, and this is one thing that Brightco really specializes on. We talked about somebody proposing to their fiance and dropping the ring through the pier. There was one where they literally were trying to throw a ring from a boat so somebody could catch it. It went in the water. They lost the engagement ring. You don't want to put yourself in that situation. You certainly don't want to be that guy. So here's the lesson. You don't want that plastered all over over the internet and the guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring no matter if it's lost, stolen or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. All right, Sarah, let's continue on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos, free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format or whether you're watching on YouTube. Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Sarah Bettinger and myself, we appreciate you so much for tuning in every day and making us your first go-to when you need all the Denver Broncos news content coverage you need in one place, 30 minutes or less, short and sweet. And we'll also have you covered for the Lockdown Broncos post-game report following the Broncos game against the Houston Texans on Sunday. We have that covered for you here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. Sarah, let's talk about the wide receivers now here with KJ Hamler being ruled out of Sunday's action against the Texans. The Broncos will more than likely have to embrace a group or committee approach when it comes to maybe spreading out the production. Now, we know the Houston Texans defense, they love to be stymied. They love to be aggressive against the run. I think one of the things that we need to see here is if the Broncos have to get into passing situations, who are some players outside of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy that maybe could fill into K.J. Hamler's role there? So I'll let you start off with the name, and then I'll give you one. Yeah, well, I think one of the players who got the most action with the offense this past week against Seattle, Cody, was Tyree Cleveland, who obviously the Broncos initially kept after and he didn't really do anything in training camp because of the throat injury, which was kind of a crazy injury. Nothing that I had ever really heard of as far as NFL or otherwise. So really scary kind of injury for him. But obviously, special teams coordinator Dwayne Stukes really loves Tyree Cleveland. But also, it looks like the offensive coaching staff loves him as well because he was out there throwing some blocks, making some plays, um, not necessarily as a receiver in this game, but he was helping pave the way for the backs. So I think number Number one, really, it looks like it's going to be Tyree Cleveland as the the guy that's going to be out there, Cody, at least from what we saw in week one for the guys that were active. But I know that there's other options out there as well that can maybe fit more more so the mold of what KJ Hamler is as a player. Just if you talk in terms of height, weight, speed, those kinds of things. But Tyree Cleveland is one guy to watch for this coming weekend. Well, there's also another guy as well, has some familiarity with this Broncos offense, was on the practice squad and was elevated, according to our good friend Mike Kliss, Nine News Insider, uh, Kendall Hinton. 
that we were surprised initially when he didn't make the 53-man roster for this Broncos team. He will be a game day active, so I imagine we'll see some of Hinton getting involved. He's been at practice every day. He's been growing a little bit, been seeing him take some strides, especially working with the offense. Uh, and then outside of that, I mean, you have other guys. You mentioned Montreal watching the rookie guy that, you know, he even admitted on uh, Monday night, you know, that first return, it was kind of, he got a little too antsy on that one. So while obviously there's room to grow for the special teams unit in terms of Montreal being able to get some returns and get upfield and obviously overcoming the emotion of for the first time ever in a loud stadium uh, in a game that matters really being able to do that at the National Football League level so I expect to see a little bit more of Montreal maybe in that KJ role as we saw a little bit in training camp with them but there's also some other guys on this roster as well Sarah and look I would not be surprised you mentioned Tyreek you know we have other guys stepping up I think that Kendall could be in a prime position, but I also wonder about undrafted rookie free agent Jalen Virgil. He made the 53-man roster, was a game day inactive on Monday against the Seattle Seahawks. Do the Broncos put him out there in a game like this at the receiver position? I, I'm not sure what the plan is. I'm, we're going to find out moments before kickoff who's on the inactive list, but I would personally like to see a little bit of Jalen Virgil here. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all, just because with K.J. Hamler, what are you taking away from your offense you're taking away big time speed and who's the guy that can best replicate that on the active roster right now it's probably Jalen Virgil who is a big time height weight speed guy I guess he's not super tall he's kind of almost built more like a running back but at the same time if you're asking him to run and just go deep and really blow the top off of defense he's he can certainly do that it doesn't matter he's if he's undrafted or whatnot I mean his four three you know whatever speed that works that can play against any kind of you know, level of defender, whether it's the preseason, whether it's the regular season. And obviously we talked about this earlier in the week, the Houston Texans have some young defensive backs out there. So a guy like Jalen Virgil could go out and he could have a big game if the Broncos would make him active. That's going to be interesting to see though, because we know Tyree Cleveland, he's also a four, four guy. We know Montreal, Washington, also a 4-4 guy. Kendall Hinton, who incidentally may be the most trustworthy of these players at this point, he's probably the slowest guy. So when you're talking about <laughs> who's going to replace the, the Hamler role in the offense, which he does help out a lot, Cody. I think a lot of people look at the box score and say, well, he just had the one target. But remember on that target, he was held downfield. It was a little pass interference there because he got behind the defense. Would have been a touchdown, exactly. So I think that that's, that's a huge factor. Plus, having that speed really helps open up your running game as well. And we talked about that in the past when K.J. Hamler has suffered an injury. How And having that speed out of the slot can really, really keep defenses honest. I think the Broncos are going to have to kind of mix it up a little bit. Maybe see kind of a, a little experimentation this weekend. Kind of see what works. See what guys you can put out there. Does Jalen Virgil go out and make some of these big plays that we saw him make in the preseason? Remember some of those acrobatic catches? So these guys, and like we talked about with Seattle, some of these guys are just blissfully unaware that they're they're, they're supposed to be a bad team, right? It's like, okay, well, I, you know, and some of these rookies are blissfully unaware that, well, I'm supposed to be a rookie, so I'm supposed to make mistakes. No, that those guys will go out there and they will surprise some people. They will make some plays. So that's what I'm saying with regards to like Jalen Virgil. He's undrafted. He was inactive last week. That doesn't matter. He could still go out and have an 80-yard touchdown against the Houston Texans. So 
I think definitely, Cody, it, it not necessarily a committee approach, but maybe kind of throw some different guys out there and see how they respond to the opportunities. I'm excited to see what the Broncos decide to do on Sunday, 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. The Broncos will host the Houston Texans in their home opener in Powerfield at Mile High. Can the Broncos bounce back and get a win? We know that they need it in the biggest way to help calm a little bit of the overreaction that we are seeing in this fan base. But we'll have you covered immediately following the game. Lockdown Broncos postgame report. I'll have to be at the stadium. I'll have to go through and do, obviously, the, the postgame press conferences, locker room interviews. I'll jet back home. We'll do a podcast following the game, and we'll have you covered here. Lockdown Broncos every single day for all the Broncos news, content coverage, and more. Thank you so much, Broncos country, tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. We'll see you after the game for the Broncos. Let's ride.